0: We're off to see the cleric, the supreme much cleric of Valen this week on The
1: Hapless Heroes.
2: Are you calling me a professional whore?
0: welcome back to another episode of the hapless heroes podcast i'm francesco and tonight i am once again your host and dm for this magical evening i'm joined by a fantastic cast of characters and they include starting on my left dave as zero valen's avatar of war
3: well hello there
0: mike as lord and captain quinn southwind i can control the sea Nicole as Boris the Butcher slash the Benevolent.
4: Nice to see you guys again.
0: Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer.
1: Ah, finally, get to meet some more
5: fans.
0: And John as Lord Jarrell the Light. (laughs) When we last left off, our party had... Crash landed into the waters of the Blood Bay and made their way to Ardwall using some of Quinn's newfound Sea Lord powers from imbibing some sort of secret beverage known only to the South Winds that gave him true command of the seas. You landed ashore, made some introductions with, uh, well, reintroductions, I suppose, with Boris, and um, were summoned. Well, at least Jarell was summoned to meet to meet the Supreme Archcleric um, of Valen, Francis Popeson, um, for a, something very important that apparently was for his ears only. Well, some of you weren't too satisfied with that for your ears only type situation. So we have two in tow silently, Quinn invisible and Boris sneaky as fuck, tailing behind while Hedrick and Zero enjoy. Um, the entertainment and refreshments of the common area in this sort of, uh, well, the complex where the summit is taking place. So we're going to open back up following Jerrell. Jarel. I mean, you have no idea that there's anybody else behind you. You're just following this steward that was sent to you, right, to, to deliver you to the arch cleric. Um, so you're led down to a private area that looks like it was quickly converted into um, like this was probably like a <laughs> like a large room probably unused that was quickly converted into some kind of like mini chapel. There's like a shrine an altar to Valen that was built there and um, as you walk in the door is quickly closed behind you. um did i make it through no it was closed did i make it through no because of me again it was just jor so the moment that he entered the room the door was shut so if you were trying to push your way through you would have had a door push into your face um you may be able to hear through the door or do something else to affect the situation but we'll get to that in a moment Um, For now, Jarell, what you notice is that, you know, at the top of what, you know, this quickly constructed sort of plinth where the um, altar, and or dais, I'm sorry, where like the altar and like the tabernacle is, um, you see, you know, the arch cleric knelt over in prayer. And um, as, you know, you enter, the steward that was with you, you know, quickly speaks up and says, Your Holiness, I present to you, your champion, Lord Charel." And he stands up and he says, Ah, my son, a true champion of Valen, you, you are. I have dire news for you and the most holy of tasks for you see, Our Lady has spoken to me once more news has traveled far from High Rock. The temples of the old gods have all begun to collapse. Non-believers roam the streets, and the faith in our one true goddess wavers. Something is happening in the holy city, and should it fall, I do not believe we will possess the divine might, he like raises his arms dramatically, that we require to combat the most unholy of foes. You Jarel, as the champion of our lady, as the face of the arch the the one who wields the sword of holiness, you must gather your allies, you must stop this disturbance. You must raise up the name of Our Lady to the heavens and go to High Rock at once.
5: Um, <clears throat> Jarl has been kind of kneeling and listening the whole time. He stands um, when he feels like the Supreme Arch Cleric has finished and I will do this for uh, Lord Valad um and i guess he was ways to be dismissed at that point
0: please before you go Jarrell, you must understand it at all costs the temple of valen must not fall the believers in the old gods it is has become apparent to me that their their faith is misplaced as their Effigies and temples crumble before our eyes, yet Our Lady's temple stands strong. Spread the good word. Investigate the disturbance. And bring holiness back to the holiest city of the southern kingdoms. Only you possess the power, for I am far too occupied here, protecting this summit from doom and destruction. Valen's power flows through me as it flows through you, and I see that you will get it
1: done.
5: Um, Jarrell is still holding the helmet of Valen that used to be a one-way or two-way communication between him and Valen. Yes, it used to um, be
0: your, you know, right late-night calls to to the GF.
5: So, as, yeah, as as he's um, kind of getting ready to leave and almost like half turns, he turns back and says, uh, You're supreme Much clerics. Before I go, would you mind how long has it been since you last heard from Lady Valen?
4: Why,
0: just on the eve of the of 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 of, of the morn. My strongest. Th- that means yesterday, la- right?
5: Yeah.
0: I just, I just wanted to make it sound stupid. Whatever. You you know what I'm saying. Just
5: clarifying for me. I'm yeah. sure Jarrell would understand. Yes. <laughs> um Jarrell looks puzzled by this, but doesn't again tries not to let the Supreme Arch cleric see that.
0: Yeah, so I mean as far as you know, right, he may be he may actually only be the only person who could talk to her, which is kinda heartbreaking, I'm sure, for you. Right, knowing that for some reason he's still able to talk to. Well, the goddess who I guess I mean who did call you her champion at one point. You know who gave you, literally, uh, her helmet to be able to speak with her, whenever you saw fit. So it's. I'm not sure how Jarrell's feeling right now, because this is not the yeah, first time he's mentioned this. Right before you guys left, right. last time he even mentioned that he had spoken to the to, to Valen. And at that point, Mm -hmm. it has been a long time now since you've been able to actually hear her.
5: Uh, Again, he doesn't put the helmet on. He keeps kind of holding it. Uh, And if it seems like the Supreme Arch Cleric is done speaking and the meeting has finished, um, he would allow... The fr- friar—it's still the friar that had friar, in. yeah,
0: steward. It's just sort of someone who's maybe per- just a personal assistant, an altar boy, like who knows, like whatever. The you know, just an assistant to the archcleric.
5: Yeah. Uh, before he leaves, he would turn and bow, and then exit through the door.
0: Okay. Um, I want Quinn and um, Boris to make perception checks at twenty.
2: God damn. Um, 11.
0: Boris, you heard the whole fucking thing. You heard every piece of that. I mean, not a single piece of that escaped you. In addition to that, there's something else you noticed. Now, I could be a twat and just private message this to Nicole on Discord so that no one else gets to know, because I do enjoy every now and again handing out notes.
1: Oh, I do that sometimes. I love that.
0: Um. So I think I might just do that And I'm going to be a
3: twat Give me two seconds <laughs> Dude, be that dick That sounds great
1: To be honest
4: with you Like, how many times in this show Have we do things get that? revealed And people don't know But, you know, it is me The 13-year-old So I might just, you know Blow it into a bubblegum <laughs> cigar And forget about it <laughs>
3: <laughs> That was all information I wasn't meant to know Until someone relays it to me later So I was only barely paying attention anyway
1: what I love is I that Boris cool Boris is so stealthy that she can even stay stealthy from someone who is invisible. You know, that, like, Quinn, you're
2: there, right? But do you know that Boris is there? Like, she can't see know. you, obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the, the door. door. She rolled a 33. She didn't need to be invisible to just be invisible. Yep. <laughs> she's 13 and she's just like, nobody knows where I am. Even the invisible people, they don't know either. You can tell she was a middle child. She knows how to just blend in and not, not be seen.
4: I think I was technically like part of an orphanage. So I was, uh, I was one of many, many, many male children.
2: You were a number. A number named Boris. Maybe that's how you got your name Boris. Somebody just kept calling you the wrong name and it just stuck.
3: You it was because, like a boy or because somewhere between me and Fran, we thought it would be highly amusing to have Boris the butcher be the least Boris the butcher person of all time. Well,
0: it was actually James who suggested that, right? Because, yeah. like, I as oh, I was yeah. as I was describing what Boris looked like, I was like, "Yeah, you know, Boris actually doesn't look exactly how you expect." Because you turn around and you see, and then he interrupts me and says, "A twelve-year-old girl." Yep, that's I that I, and that's
4: what's I do kind of like where this forest name came from, being my orphan number though, because eight zero two one five. <laughs> Holy um. shit! <laughs> and
0: there you have it.
4: So I, I'm putting that in. That that's going to the character sheet now. I like that's, that. That's where it came from in the first place. Oh, I name.
0: I yeah. I, wow, I meant five. to do that. <laughs> that's what it was the whole time. That was the big yeah. secret. Oh, you figured it out. <laughs> so smart. No, that's funny. wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. All right, perfect. Wow. Also, yeah, <laughs> this town has a
3: lot of orphans. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> the problem. <laughs> there was some shady shit going Bye. on. Bye.
1: Bye. Oh, that's
0: cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jarel, you um, you leave the arch cleric to do his arch cleric things. I'm assuming Quinn and Boris follow. Again, silently in tow.
5: Uh, (laughs) Do I not notice either of them? I I couldn't possibly roll higher than Boris. Well, yeah. unless you you
0: are actively looking, you're using your passive perception.
5: Yeah, so no. (laughs) Um, As Jarrell is kind of walking away from the door, um, he will put the helmet back on and again say... Valen, are you there?
0: You, do you say it out loud or like in your head?
5: Uh, how, how, I can't. I can't remember. It's been so long since I it used it. Telepathic. It works if I just use it in my head, Correct. right?
0: It had in the past. I'm just. Cur- you use just, the, yeah, uh, just, the, uh, the yeah. delay
5: thought bubbles on it.
0: Yeah, just kind of curious if you're using like the, you know, the no. He, he
5: he is a little. Um, curious why he is not the one
0: receiving or, yeah
5: yeah so he's go, he's gonna try just do, do it in his head but he really doesn't want anybody necessarily to know that he has this either
0: sure so go ahead yeah you make your attempt um, you know you think for maybe a moment that something like you can you may be able to hear something but it it's probably just like you know you hoping that you hear something but there's really no response.
5: Yeah.
0: You know, it was a floorboard creaking. It wasn't her voice.
5: Right. Um, so Gerald's a little confused, but he knows he has a, a mission. Um, the other piece that he, did, he, again, didn't necessarily want to say to the Supreme Arch uh, cleric. Um, was that those temples crumbled around the same time that we used the portent, uh, the important portent
1: of unbridled light?
5: Right, uh, literally destroying multiple gods. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: on, on, well, I thought only some. No,
0: and and what I'm saying is that he's Two saying that three. additional ones have crumbled in High Rock since then. This is like this is new information, like
5: more. Yeah, on sure. Crumbling. Yeah, sure. But it seems that that would li- lend itself to the idea that gods are literally dying and that that might be part of, you know, I, I guess, would I do a religion check for that? Do, do um, I just, no, I think that that's, that?
0: I mean, I feel like, you know, you're making a distinction or a correlation between things you already know and a pattern that seems to be establishing itself. Right. So I'm not going to make you make a role for that. Like, I think that okay. you're, you're kind of, you you you're catching on to something, but, you don't really understand much more than that.
5: Yeah. Uh, so Jarrell will just, I guess, be led back to zero and Hedrick.
0: Yeah. How do, and now, now that you're back with them, Quinn and Boris, how do you make yourselves, I guess, like seen again, or do you not at
2: all? Um, Quinn kind of goes around a corner and, and reappears and then walks back around the corner so that nobody knows he was invisible. Okay.
4: And Boris slides up against a wall as if she had been leaning there the entire time again with a bubblegum cigar in her hand. Perfect.
0: Just just yeah, just checking in kind of what the layout of the room is. Now there's, you know, again People in and out of here, I mean, some folks are sitting down for like a quick bite or like a beverage, you know, cooling off or just, you know, kind of taking a break in between the things that are kind of happening all around you, you know, um, with so many, with so much representation from so many of the nations in the southern kingdoms, there's all types of people making their way around here, you know, collaborating, doing things together, right, all kind of preparing for um, the long and arduous battles that are looming in the future. Um, Among the commotion, you actually see Chief Executive poke his head out, the leader of the Omega Project. And he sees that y'all have gathered here, and you see him just kind of make a quick, like, you know, stop, and he has, ah, yes. Hold on. I need to make sure I don't go Troy McClure on this, and then I do... uh, (laughs) Quimby. Quimby. Commitment quimby. Quimby. hard to kennedy right because like whenever i do any simpsons impression i tend to always gravitate towards you know hi i'm troy
1: mcclure but you may
0: remember uh, me
3: from such a mcclure and lionel uh, hutz felt things um mayor joe quimby has never felt a thing in his life so right. it's got to be that super robotic new England. yeah yeah
0: yeah okay here we go
3: I don't know what you're talking
0: yeah. about. Oh, I heard about your successes at the uh, Tri-Nation Peninsula. However, I also noticed that Dr. Hines never made it back with you. But we were introduced to some young and promising prodigies. They were, uh, you seem to have persuaded them into assisting the project with some endeavors, and we were just blown away by that. Sheer talent and raw abilities. We commend you for your efforts.
3: Dr. Dr. Hines sacrificed himself to make sure that those scientists could get to us. I think those were those wound up being the true objective.
0: Right. You are zero. It is good to see that you are holding firm to the ideals of the Omega project, even being outside of our walls again good show I must be off on of my business but we look forward to your continued success together we can beat the undead and he
1: saunters off and like we've seen projects like the the airship fleet was being worked on like we saw all of that on our way in here and like clearly like, the wheels are turning. Omega, Pro- Omega project like has this in the bag. Like building everything is what they're good at.
0: Oh yes, very much so. Um, at some point, you saw Felix fuck off with the project, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and just go off and do his thing. He mentioned something about the offshore facility and some things he, some unfinished business he had there.
2: mean we're pretty much used to zero and felix disappearing at random times there there has been like very
0: seldom times in our history
2: as a podcast where the two of us have obviously
0: played together with our characters um so yeah obviously right when my character is not in play he's off doing
1: but i I even thought about doing that exchange like i'm looking for felix and just saying hey hey man i'll uh i'll catch you later
0: yeah (laughs) i'll be around
3: I remember him mumbling something about sinusoidal depletion and shremmy pipes, and I don't know.
0: Yeah, he says something about if you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. So
3: something about that. I he'll don't be know.
0: there. Yeah, if the
3: reincubulator works, there you go.
0: Anywho, so Jarelle, uh do you fill in? Like, what what do you tell your fellow uh, party members? About uh, yeah. the meeting you just had,
5: so Gerald was kind of contemplating when the um, chief executive had stopped in and kind of given him some time to process his thoughts. Um, and then Gerald turns to Zero and says, well, "The Supreme Archcleric has given us a monumental task. Uh, we are to go back to High Rock." to prevent the potential collapse of the tower of valen he wishes for us to ensure its safety and security other oh, other uh, what what were they call them churches other other churches have fallen uh, temples. recently temples other temples have fallen recently do you think this might be a sign that other gods are dying
3: Yes, and I think going to High Rock's an idiotic idea.
5: What do you suggest we do to prevent the collapse of these towers?
3: Um, stop the gods from getting killed? I don't know, just a stab.
5: Have you heard from Valen lately?
3: No, and neither have you, which makes me instantly suspicious of somebody who says they are.
5: Do you think there's anything we could do to reconnect us with our lady I
3: think if there were something obvious we'd have been doing it 20 minutes ago
0: <laughs> maybe the answers <laughs> do lie in hierac um I don't like
3: it but
5: the church the temple of valen seems like a pretty good starting point to reconnect with valen
3: you're, you're totally not wrong on that too. Zero just going to be a little obstinate about this crap. Oh yeah,
0: Boris. Do you have any um, anything to say on the matter? I, I, you know, privately, I know that you have a vested interest in the goings on
3: here. So,
4: yeah, I mean, this is something I could definitely assist with if you guys need some extra hands. I'm I'm kind of finished with everything I needed to be doing at the summit here. All of my important speeches that I've definitely already made off camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, as a thirteen-year-old baroness, I'm sure you're used to all of this. But uh, we get into some heavy shit. All right, a lot of undead. The the rail here is already taken care of. We got the number one to look after, and now it seems like this Ebenezer feller is over here on the side. Now I don't even know what to think about him, and I'm just having a good old time over here. I got me another. What's funny is that it's right. (laughs) Hedrick
0: actually never witnessed Boris literally kill a man instantly in broad daylight and no one noticed. Whereas everyone else. Oh, yeah, two, actually. However, Zero and
1: Quinn both have witnessed this. Very lethal. I looked up that tiny Tina. (laughs) That's perfect. That's pretty much what I had. Yeah.
4: so i can hold my own i wouldn't worry about me
3: the concept would hit different from zero as boris is probably 10 years older than him
0: oh yeah right you were technically you were built what uh about two
3: almost two years ago he was probably online yeah not long before the campaign had started (laughs) so yeah zero's their youngest one in the party
0: I remember actually during the, uh, I think it was like, cool. like like episode one. You're like, I am one year old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, happy second birthday. Zero.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really wish I'd, 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 stuck with a more consistent tone like that since the beginning. He's gotten too conversational. Not, not peg? Terrible. He's, he's uh. it's
0: well, we, I mean, we just call that machine. Uh, we just call that machine learning, Dave. Anyways, um, so what's, uh, Hedrick, what's our next move? Hedrick
1: returns. Yeah, Hedrick returns. Um, uh, with his drink, and you know, he's
0: like, "You know what's really funny? Hold on, I need to hold for a second. I can hear that cricket in the background, dude. When you only yeah. only when you talk, and it's hilarious. Because I because it happened right after I made that pun too, and I was like, am I get? Am I fucking getting crickets right now?'" <laughs> Like
5: actual live crickets. I
0: might even just Stripping leave this in, in because like, you know, these are the, the, the fun challenges we have recording from home. <laughs> it's just like, sometimes you have a cricket next to your window that just won't shut the
4: fuck up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I honestly
4: thought that cricket was outside of my window.
0: Yeah. It seems it seems to going. be whenever I see Phil's border light up, I can, I, I was hearing the cricket. It's, it's hysterical.
1: So through my headphones, I can't hear it right it's like it's just enough dampening that i hear the cars going by outside but i don't hear that cricket out there so uh, i don't know like i had it conveniently muted when the dog was barking mm -hmm. on the other yacht over on the side
0: here yeah i have that problem a lot so uh what we'll say as canon is that there seems to be a cricket following hedrick around and he cannot for the life of him (laughs) figure out where it is but we're just gonna incorporate it into the show. If it I mean, listen, it's trying to make its voice heard. Fine. You're a guest on the show, Mr. Cricket. Welcome to the Hapless Heroes.
3: It ate one of the peas out of the pod.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like chewing out on one I of the name, peas in the pot of casting. Amazing.
1: I named I named him uh Criminy, Criminy Cricket. Criminy Cricket.
5: He's your he's your back, Cricket. He's
0: your
1: backup singer. <laughs> Holy criminy! <laughs>
5: Jiminy, Jiminy grants wishes. Criminy commits crimes.
1: <laughs> okay,
5: great member of the party.
0: All right, well, welcome to the crew, Criminy. It's canon now. That's it. We you can't we can't go back on it now. So, what's the next move, team?
5: Uh, Jarrell is going to again look twin and say, "Quinn, I do." believe that the supreme arch cleric is correct in that we should likely go to high rock next we're waiting for the completion of the um armada at the very least we could try to contact our god
2: i have always looked to you when it comes to Valen. if you think going to high rock is the best thing then we go to high rock now
0: mind you this party has been kicked out of, or almost run out of high. Okay, run out of high rock for real once. Almost run out the second. Only time two you of went them. There.
5: Only two of them. Only two of the c- current party. I, I don't even. I don't even think zero is run out.
3: Zero wasn't run out of high rock at all. So it's literally right? just yeah. the two prime. Culprits? <laughs> I mean, the two prime culprits aren't with us. That's
0: true. The right. man, the man who smashed down the door,
2: and uh, I. I have. A hundred percent faith in my charismatic skills that I will be able to work my way through that.
0: All right, but yeah, Just, I,
5: just I guess just, just, just it, reminding it, you reminded.
0: of what the reputation of this party has been so far. It
5: shifted a High bit.
0: Rock. There is one particular person who has a seething hatred um, for the party.
5: Are you, know, you talking about Shelley?
0: Shalandria, yes, Shelly. I from think Chris I did a good of job of
5: bringing her back a little bit. I think I did a good job of bringing yeah, her back a little bit only last one, time. You're the only Mort, one she respects. M- Mort didn't help. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she met Zero. I don't think she met Hedrick. Boris would probably have a fine reputation there. It's just making sure that Quinn yeah, I mean, isn't I- Quinn.
2: High Rock. I didn't. I didn't cause any of the issues.
5: High Rock is not a huge fan of Phil. or he's <laughs> not Phil Mike <laughs> Quinn. And, and, High, and, and High Rock is probably good to know. The, High Rock is I probably the
0: closest. Yeah, and High Rock is the closest city to Aralon and Riverford, where now. Yeah, so uh, Boris is definitely going to be fine. There. Is the Baroness of right? So, so her name is probably at this point known in the Archclerisy and, and in the leadership of High Rock as someone you know as a local leader. So, you know, she may carry a little sway herself.
4: Yeah, I don't remember ever being kicked out of High Rock yet. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that, you know,
3: from my world building perspective on High Rock is that they they would definitely frown upon um, professional whores there. But religious people are nothing if one thing gigantic are you calling me rights. a professional yeah. whore no yeah, I'm talking about the, about the ones you would be patronizing I don't know and I don't, that there are more of them in that city than probably any other city because I don't people are giant hypocrites he doesn't
2: pay for sex
0: no because he just hits on cougars
2: Right. Okay.
5: Let's just pretend like Quinn this. is never paid for sex. I no, definitely no, no. don't think that. No, no, that's no. I understand
2: that Quinn thinks of
3: himself <laughs> as the
2: one that should be paid, so he would not pay for sex.
3: Look, look I, I understand. Quinn knows the truth. You never, you're never paying for sex. You're paying them to shut up about it and go home in the morning. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> well, no, with famous people, <laughs> that's what they are paying for is discretion. I
5: mean, welcome I also, to the group, Nicole. <laughs> this is very educational yeah, yeah. for me.
3: Nicole's TV. hung out with us playing Destiny before. Oh, sure. Oh, so she's, <laughs> and, and she was an Eve player. She's, yeah, I've
2: played
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's not in Russian. Oh, Quinn
2: goodness. likes to make people feel good. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh-huh.
0: Sh- sure. Um speaking of other things that aren't that now. Uh, <laughs> again, what's our next move? This group it this, looks this, like this Quinn group agreed likes to do a hierarchy. lot Yeah, they say this group likes to do a lot of talk and not a lot of planning.
5: So Yeah, so, I mean I, I just made sure that Quinn was good. He's the captain technically, so Jarrell wanted to make sure that at least he was okay with the rest of us going. Zero seems a little um, pensive about the whole thing.
2: My thinking, too, is that we can scout ahead and see what the feel is about my name. And if it's not so great, I can go invisible.
5: 100% world famous.
3: Not always liked, but famous. Oh, yeah. How, how does Quinn's uh, world fame play in that city now?
0: I guess we'll find That's
2: out. Finding out. I guess
0: we will. This would be the uh, first time. Hey, maybe third time's the charm. Like, maybe this trip to High Rock will be different.
5: Always the second down. one wasn't that bad. <laughs> the first one was awful. Yeah, the second one. The second one, the second
0: one more bad. just almost got thrown in jail. Or did get, thrown, did get in thrown in jail.
5: jail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, like
3: Zero thinks it's a stupid idea to go to High Rock. Dave, the player, thinks this is going to be absolutely friggin' incredible. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm, I'm going to also just tell you, as an aside, as the DM, I have been planning this for two years.
2: Too much pressure, Frank. Is this a penultimate situation? That's prior to the ultimate, right? So, yes. Leading up to, yeah, the grand finale.
0: I mean, it's definitely going to have its role. For sure, yes. Cool.
5: All right. So, if we don't have our horses, the horses that we own on the airship. You do not. We either have to get new horses, or ask uh, Baroness the Butcher to bring us to High Rock in her in her cart.
3: Where did I, the Griffin, gentlemen, stop? gentlemen, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna, gen- I'm gonna i think stop. you seem to be underestimating one um one fact that uh, has developed since last time we're in High we were in High Rock. Pause. We're rich. We'll just buy more horses.
5: Yeah, we could also buy more horse. That's what I was saying. Yeah, first we could just buy more horses.
0: Not, not to burst your bubble on the whole horse idea. You guys are on a fucking island. Right. Okay. I meant when we get there. Okay. Right. I'm just I'm just saying, the only way for you to reliably get to High Rock in any semblance of a decent amount of time, is either by air, or by sea, or by
2: sea.
5: Is the airship functioning again?
2: I, there's
0: only one way to find that out.
2: I mean, the airship doesn't necessarily have to function as an airship anymore. It actually might be faster if it wasn't an airship.
5: Where well, is Sir Ship's lot? Was that quarantine? Quarantined. Astrayed? Because there was a yeah it's still in quarantine yes because Did they destroy it, Did it they burn it the
0: smelliest most disgusting little frigate that has ever entered any harbor or dock
3: anywhere in the world that boat was all right until you let morton get on it yep and to do and to do
5: and pregnard and
3: pregnard
0: yes that 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 yeah. ship uh, has been summarily quarantined and probably at this point scuttled
5: I mean, uh, the entire crew, once we weren't on it and the hapless interns took over, that's when it really went downhill. I mean,
2: well, it went out to sea, but close enough.
5: Yeah. Quinn, can you like whistle now and like bring our ship to us?
2: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> let me try.
0: <laughs> it's- such a sad whistle. I, I can't
5: whistle. <laughs> <They're really laughs> I, <am> <laughs> I can't whistle either.
4: <laughs> I was going to attempt that a pathetic
1: whistle. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I didn't even have to roll for that. I knew it was going to suck. <laughs> a wing just like falls off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. No, This is
5: like
0: going around
1: in circles. The ship is...
0: <laughs> Did that work? No, it did not. No airships come <laughs> crashing into the ground in front of you. Um, uh, what, what about
5: those ships a lot? Can he can he command the seas to drag us through ships a lot?
0: No. That ship, I, don't like know I if said, I want to. has been scuttled.
5: Oh, okay. So <laughs> they actually took it apart. It's, yes. it's no longer De-commi- a functioning
0: vessel. decommissioned.
5: Right. Okay. De-commissioned. So then I guess we have to go check the airship. If we kind of do we do we know that that what's what happened to Sir Shipslat? No, think actually, do. no one asked the interns. <laughs> what happened to our ship? There were so many other things that happened.
0: Yep, yeah, that the the fate of Sir Shipslat was just glossed over by the main party. Like whatever, I'm sure the interns handled it just fine. Yeah, they handled it by pretty much destroying that ship and ensuring that no one would ever use it again.
5: Wait until Quinn goes back to that town and looks for his boat. <laughs>
1: First
0: vessel. Yeah. Hey, the first vessel is mm-hmm. not always the best one, right? It's just what gets you your sea legs.
1: I think Sentimental. Yeah. Um, what were those things? Uh, Knowles, did you get it off of? Or... Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> you stole it from a bunch of Knowles who had been shitting the bilge for like weeks. So it was already. I was kind of enough time for Morton to do to re ruin it. <laughs> yep. So any whoozle, um, So you are checking on the status of the airship, is what I mm-hmm. heard you mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you arrived, it looks like you know I got airborne again. It's moored back up at that one tower. Um, a, a short way, a short carriage ride from the um, private cove where the summit and complex is for the Sea Lords. And you get to the airship, and you can see that actually there are some repairs underway on the hull, as well as uh, the gas bag, looks to, ha- looks to have suffered a, a, a slight puncture. So, it does not appear to be serviceable. However, one of the crewmates and, re- and, and one of the repairmen signals to you um, that while the airship requires, you know, some service and, you know, would probably be ready to go again in a, in a, in a few days, um, should your, you know, or maybe like about a week, should your journey be Something that requires a bit of uh, expediting. Um, the Sea Lords have authorized Captain Quinn Southwind to commandeer any any vessel of uh, class below the Southwind itself, the flagship. Tessa has authorized okay. Quinn to use any of the ships in the fleet aside
2: from their flagship. Um... I assume that I could probably manage to choose one that I think would be the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just depends on do you want something small and fast, or do you want something large with a shitload of defenses on it?
2: Quinn turns to Jarell and asks uh, him Do we want to be uh, going into High Rock guns blazing, or do we want to go in a bit more stealthy?
5: Uh, High Rock is a port city, correct? Yes. Well, it might be wise to have a ship with some defensive abilities, but we would definitely want to get there quickly. Uh, you do seem to be able to somehow get us there faster now. Perhaps it wouldn't so much matter which ship we chose. It could be any of them.
2: I'm going to choose a large defense-filled ship.
0: All right, sounds good. Um, so yeah, you're gonna probably get something in the, uh, we'll say, mid-sized um, hull, category, like hull class. You know, something like a, like a destroyer or something. Something like powerful can like definitely you know definitely has like that. Maybe you know it can reach like intercept speeds, right? But does does still pack a, a punch of firepower in case things get rough out there.
5: Do we have a competent crew? Yes,
0: Yes, this would be crewed by (laughs) some of the the sea lord's finest. Of course I am. Not interns.
5: Okay, that's that's important to know, that we actually have a functioning naval vessel Mm -hmm. with Um, a capable crew.
0: Something else you guys are going to notice as you're kind of leaving the area of the airship, you know, after Quinn learns the information about having his pick of the litter as far as the fleet is concerned. You have to kind of pass through and collect your things and whatnot, you know, from the private cove and a couple things unfold while you're there and collecting yourselves and gathering your things, you know, because you'd probably be departing on, you know, in, in sometime tomorrow, you know, because they're also preparing the ship for you at this point. Um, the So brunch, mm-hmm, the troll king, you know, the leader of the essentially the, well, Scrag, which has it, it, it's since fallen. But leader of like all the orcs and the trolls and like you know the organized, quote unquote, monsters, um, has, you can be seen storming out of the complex, shouting something about, "I just need a few good men. I don't care who they are. You need to find them for me." And he he seems to be yelling at um, some some people from different kingdoms and whatnot. He's he, he looks very flustered and frazzled as if like he hasn't gotten his way or he hasn't gotten his way at all. Um, And he he storms off. In in addition, you also see Tessa um, wandering the grounds as well. She sees Hedrick, gives him a wink, and then turns back to her business. Do I see that? Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, You just see Hedrick. Whether or not you acknowledge him noticing her, he surely did. But he's got a grin. Ear to ear. Gross. (laughs) Giggity.
0: So everyone here, again, remember you guys all had your private bungalows. It's where all your personal belongings are. And it's it's where you can kind of steal yourselves, you know, prepare and whatnot. I guess what's everyone's like, what's everyone doing before we sort of end the day? Like, is there any any business anyone's trying to take care of for, before you guys retire for the night and get ready to have brunch and depart in the morning?
5: Um, <clears throat> Jharrel would be in his room kind of doing his nightly prayers, cleaning uh, his armor and stuff like that. Uh, there's a knock on the door and Basha uh, greets Jarrell. Um, Basha says to Jarel that the Troll King is asking for better men to go north and fight. I want to go with you to the temple of Aelin. But I feel like I'm my place is with my people. Um and Jarel gives Basha his blessing. Um, like literally blesses him <laughs> um, and Basha uh, turns, gathers his things, and uh, seems to disappear into the night, looking for the Troll King and his people.
4: Sounds good. Um, Boris pops into where the buffet area is in the summit. Uh, and and snag some food, an assortment of little sandwiches and you know finger nibbly bits, um, and then leaves the building. And
5: before kills- you leave, before you leave, because uh, you're going through the the finger bits and the you know all those, you notice that there is um, a large bird person <laughs> shoveling uh, cocktail sausages into a rump sack. Um,
0: literally all of the cocktail sausages in fact they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they've had to bring are, extra yeah. they've had to bring extra trays out
5: uh yeah pregnart hasn't been able to keep up with the cocktail sausage pregnart. demand but now that they can kind of reload <laughs> um, that's definitely what the do is doing I do
4: notice this, and I uh, stay away from the cocktail sausages without questioning it, because it looks intense, and I just really don't want to get involved there. Yeah, and when so it's, 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 it's it's, it's it's it's
0: he says bird person, he means goose person.
5: Yeah, goose yeah. Uh, Doctor Didu notices you, though, um, and is, again, not really sure who you are, but he will say, these are delicious! Ah! And he'll uh, offer you two cocktail sausages if you'd like them.
2: Are they both on the same toothpick?
5: No, no, he's kind of, because ho- he has like regular bird hands.
2: Yeah, there's,
3: there's like <laughs> regular bird What's hands. What do regular bird hands look like?
5: <laughs> like chicken fingers.
1: <laughs> yeah, the air quotes are like the symbolic chicken hands. I
0: hope the audience <laughs> can hear the air quotes because I felt them.
4: Horace <laughs> takes the finger sausages and offers an
5: exchange of a bubblegum cigar. Oh, he loves the bubblegum cigar. Oh, Pregnant or love this. Ah, and he kind of like, uh, sh- like trot shuffles away quickly.
3: Yeah, and we're also well, going to... For everything, remember he is Dr. Dudu, which means he is a titled, not an untitled, but a titled goose person.
1: <laughs> He's like a fucking wizard.
4: I, uh, I take my little collection of sandwiches after that then and sneak outside and uh, talk to a couple of kids that look like they're about my age. Look like they're from the street, but maybe just a little too, too clean and a little bit too well fed to them for hand them the package and, and just, you know, slip on to do my regular packing and everything for the trip. Yes. Here's and let them know to have some, uh... To, to send word forward, to have some nice, comfortable road transportation ready for us when we arrive.
0: Ah, uh, yes, Boris whispering to her,
1: her little network of orphans <laughs> around the corner. Uh, you might hear some light strumming um, and then some vocals. As Hedrick has kind of removed himself, he he needs to play, and whether or not there's a crowd, he feels something inside him uh, guiding his inspiration. Now Jeddim the man, a curious fellow, his anger seems to boil and bellow. We've seen him fall and return unharmed, but his demeanor has changed and left no one charmed. Jeddim the man, his presence remains, but what man will he be when he returns again? And he just strums it out, staring into the moonlight. Beautiful.
0: There's uh, there's some mild applause from whoever's around. It's an inside joke.
1: I mean, you wouldn't you don't know him. It's fine. Thank you though.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't get it. He goes I like to the another song. I bought it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any other nightly ritualizing that's happening at all, or
3: any? Zero, as he doesn't sleep, wanders around the grounds, but he makes sure to wander around um, the area where the Archclercy would be in hopes of, you know, running into uh, clerics.
0: So, aside from the cleric, most of the people around here going in and out of his chambers are, uh, you know, a lot of the same kind of looking folks, just like those friar-like you know, very simple clothing, uh, like different attendants kind of popping in and out with, you know, different things. Papers, meals, um, you know, fresh beverages, you know, caskets of wine. You know, like he, the arch cleric himself does not appear to really leave his chambers at all for the rest of the night.
3: Yeah, It doesn't seem like the appropriate hour for what I'm looking to do. So, yeah, that's all Zero is going to be doing for his evening. Okay, Quinn.
2: Uh, Quinn is at the bar um, he is regaling his heroic he exploits <laughs> um, but he is starting to actually add in um, protagonists that aren't him uh, he actually tells a uh, story about Jarrell and how uh, Jarrell was kind of the hero in that last arc and and he gives Jarrell a little bit of credit, so he—I know wow. he's growing. A he's first a growing time boy for
0: everything.
2: So he—I he, mean, like, obviously, I was like equally part of the story, but Jerell was the the ultimate hero of the story, and uh, I would say that the majority of the people were were—at least I'm perceiving them to be pretty pretty engaged with the story.
0: It's it's not hard for you to attract a, a crowd of people willing to listen to you. I'm very beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. you're 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 handsome. And not only that, but you are so famous that it's 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 kind of hard to contain the masses sometimes when you're just walking around town. You know, it was probably the smartest move for you to be inside a carriage so that you wouldn't have just, you know, a ton of adoring fans following you around all over the place. It's true.
2: So I thank Boris for that.
4: Yeah, no problem.
0: Okay, well, in that case, if there's nothing else for the night, you know, the rest of the evening and and night passes uneventfully. I'm sure everyone tries to get as much sleep as they can. And it is now Thursday.
2: Hey,
1: Captain, have you had a chance to think about uh, what you're going to name this new
2: vessel? It actually already has a name. Yeah, respect, respect to the, the, the... Sea Lord? Himself, All I right. I would not, I would not be changing the name of the ship.
1: Well, I wasn't aware. I haven't seen it yet. Y- you picked it out yourself, huh? I did. Well, I bet that was fun. Like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> right, Boris?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: What it's is the funny. name of the ship?
0: It <laughs> is, um,
2: hold on. I was gonna say like Hero's Journey or something like that.
0: Nope, it is the Oberstar.
2: The Oberstar. It is the Oberstar. That was badass. I guess yeah. Ober. I pulled that, uh, I pulled that,
0: they... I pulled that out of the name bucket actually, so thanks, Amy.
1: Thanks, oh, Amy. Thank you, Amy. I bet uh I bet one of the gods thought up that one. Speaking of which, uh, what do you say? We got a a new crew. Aren't you excited?
2: It's always hard breaking in a new crew, but I think I'm ready for the job. Sounds wonderful. But
0: before that, um, brunch is being served. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) In the main cafeteria hall, everyone's favorite meals are waiting for you when you enter. And there's a table reserved for the heroes of Telduria. With special guest Boris, the butcher. So we know that Zero doesn't eat anything. He just drinks motor oil. We know Jarell loves his pancakes with bacon and eggs.
5: And ham. And ham. And toast. Right. And sausage.
0: Quinn always gets something really fancy and dainty. So what's it
2: today? le mignon with potatoes au gratin. For breakfast! The bride <laughs> of. <laughs> with a side of lobster tail, the finest, and a raspberry mimosa.
0: Yeah, the finest for the captain, Hedrick. I don't know if we ever established your brunch of choice. This is very some important. Some shit like
2: he got some waffles
1: or a blintz or something like that. I mean, he's not he's not afraid to like dabble in breakfast food, but I mean, he's a, he's like a bacon and eggs and potatoes kind of guy. He's used to working and like Fair. catching a quick meal on his way out. Fair. You know?
0: And, Boris, since we all know, obviously, that Thursday is the holiest day for brunch, um, what would be her, like, ideal brunch time feast prior to embarking on a long adventure?
4: I mean, Boris has an appetite, so Boris is eating a tomahawk steak and four eggs. Wow.
0: The entire thing. We don't know where she puts it. almost as big as she is. (laughs) (laughs) And Boris tucks that away. In one of her
4: pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Many of the pastries around the breakfast table may end up in my pockets if those are sitting around.
0: Wonderful. And with that, as brunch service comes to a close, the party stands up and prepares themselves for a long and dangerous adventure ahead and we'll see you next week on the hapless heroes podcast where we get to see exactly what happens to that but i guess before we even see what happens to our party there may be some spooky things in store for you so tune in and if you like us you can find us on the internet we're on such places as twitter and instagram at hapless heroes we're also on facebook and reddit just search for hapless heroes podcast but really a lot of those places will just point you to the really only social media tool that most of us use on a daily basis and that's our discord server where you can meet and interact with us and hang out and chat and just tell us how much you think we are awesome or that we suck i will take it either way um and, uh, yeah, it's a great community. I mean, really, quite, quite a, it's just a, a fantastic collection of people and like-minded folks that have, have come to our show from one way, you know, one place or another. Uh, it's just, it's wonderful. Uh, but if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, at this point, you probably know which services those are. Not all of them even allow you to review, but if you feel like you can take a few minutes out of your day to tell us how you feel about the show and you know really just say some kind words to us we'll say some kind words right back to you and treat you like the five-star human that you truly are now if you really really like us you can donate to our patreon it's patreon.com haplessheroes heroes we have a cornucopia of rewards ranging anything everything from just a shiny little role on our discord server to access to bloopers and unreleased episodes we've even hosted patron game nights for current and former donors to the show um i think i mentioned this in a previous episode too but you know for the second year running you guys have helped us actually pay our hosting costs in their entirety for the podcast it's really wonderful when we can get through a year and almost reached the break it the break even part because obviously it's more than just hosting costs that go into this so i just want to say again a big i mean gigantic thank you to everyone who is who has and is currently donating to our show you really kept us afloat and helped helped a lot of us you know kind of recoup the costs we've put into the show in hell maybe just maybe when we can all get together in person again i'll actually throw a pizza
5: party
1: Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Pizza!
5: Can we get wings? Sure, yeah. Kickin' wings.
1: (laughs) And if you really, really, really love us, Sally Fields and the whole deal, Uh, we all know that food trucks are super popular and trendy. Well, I'm not asking you to do that. Get a food cart with the umbrella with a nice little swivel so you can kink it depending on where the sun is. Now, what it's going to be called is up to you. However, all of the items in this cart are going to be named after hapless heroes. And it's going to focus around tuna fish. Not necessarily fish or tuna specifically, but the texture of tuna fish. So you'll serve pate, you'll serve ceviche, you'll have hummus, you'll have tapioca for dessert. Everything is gonna be of that amalgamation, kind of, you know, squishy, binding. Consistency. served served consistency. And you, my dear listener, my dear fan, the true lover of the show, gets to name each one of those items after one of us heroes. But only if you're really,
0: you know, it's only if you really. Like it. <laughs> wow, um, I guess there's that. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and outro this cast, I suppose. Uh, starting with the wonderful, the mighty, the holy Lord Jarell the Light.
5: Oh, an important mission, but first we go with the ham, then the pancakes, then the toast. Then the bacon. Yeah, then the eggs again. Yes.
0: (laughs) Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer.
1: Oh, man. Why did I get the tuna fish omelet? (laughs) I'm not feeling so good.
5: Oh, boy. I'll be right
1: back.
0: (sighs) Nicole as Boris the Benevolent.
4: That was a satisfying steak.
0: Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I always love potatoes and cheese. And last but not least, Dave as Omega Project Prototype
3: Zero. Mmm, that was some delicious oil.
0: And I'm Francesco, (laughs) and I've been your host and DM. Tune in next time, as we will maybe, maybe just maybe, have a little special surprise for you. Be next time special sp- special spooky
1: surprise maybe how spooky oh,
3: goodbye goodbye
1: oh. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: goodbye goodbye bye go Bills go bells. Yeah.